Our sponsor, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Beluga! Did you hear that? That's your moose asking for Manscaped. The premium lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. The Manscaped Boxer Briefs have optimal temperature control with their crop cooling technology while keeping your pride and joy supported. The waistband is also super elastic to reduce chafing and rubbing. You need to try this out for yourself, and you can get 20% off with free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. From the moose to the caboose, always use the right tools for the job. For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Tashawn Reed, our Raiders beat writer, about the upcoming start to the 2020 campaign in Las Vegas. Can John Gruden bring some of his magic to Vegas and help the Raiders challenge the Kansas City Chiefs for AFC West supremacy? I'm not quite sure they can get that far, but all topics we can discuss with Tashawn about the new look Las Vegas Raiders. It's Wednesday, September 9th. And we'll welcome him now to the podcast. He covers the Raiders here, the Las Vegas Raiders for the Athletic. Tashawn Reed and Tashawn, we're on the verge of a, of a football season here, and you have an actual game and an actual team to talk about. It's got to be exciting, man, for your first year covering. Uh, I keep wanting to say Oakland Raiders. I still can't get off of it. Getting <laughs> off the onto the Raider beat, man. Yeah, it feels kind of crazy to be here. I wasn't too sure it would happen with everything going on in the country this year, but I'm glad to see some sports again. Um, I haven't covered a game. Um, I just covered Florida State for us and. That was last year, you know, around New Year's Eve. So I feel like it's been forever. So I'm, I'm excited to get back to it. It's been kind of a weird ramp up being that we haven't had a preseason, being that there was, you know, a distance training camp. You're not, you know, on the field with guys every day the way you normally would leading up to a season, getting to know the storylines and the players. What is your feeling around this Raider team right now, being that they're in a new city? Like, are there question marks? Are there expectations? What's the outlook for this team heading into week one against Carolina? I think the internal and external expectations is for the team to, you know, make the playoffs this season, you know, going into year three with John Gruden and his, his second stint back with the Raiders. Pretty much consensus that they have enough talent to get it done, but there are question marks. The main thing is the defense. Their the secondary, you know, has been awful for a few years. Uh, they're going really young this year. They have, you know, a rookie starter, a cornerback, a second year starter, a cornerback, a second year safety, and Jonathan Abram, who's essentially a rookie. You know, they have a bunch of new additions through free agency. You know, you assume some of those guys are going to be good, but you never really know, you know, until you get in live game action. They have a, a rookie starting receiver duo with Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. You know, and, and the big question is, can Derek Carr kind of rekindle that magic that he found earlier on in his career um, when he was a French MVP candidate? You know, and this, you know, in a competitive division, you know, behind the Chiefs is going to be pretty close between the next three teams. So it won't be easy for them to make the playoffs, even though, you know, they have that additional spot available with the wild card spot added this year. So I think the playoffs is realistic, you know, and it's something that I think that they'll end up pulling off. But 
it's definitely not guaranteed, especially in a year that's as unpredictable as this one. It's sort of funny. We talked to Lindsey Jones uh, on Monday sort of about the outlook of the NFL season in general and about, you know, which teams have big expectations. And I think with that added playoff spot, obviously more teams feel like they can be involved. The other change in the AFC, though, is with Tom Brady no longer in New England, it kind of seems like it's the Chiefs and the Ravens and then everybody else. Does it feel like that there's a team out of the AFC West that could do damage? And if so, are the Raiders that team? Because I look at the Broncos and I think some people are high on the Broncos, the addition of Melvin Gordon, they've gotten a little bit better there. Then you look at a team like the Chargers and they're kind of trying to retool. They've got a different look to them than they've had with no Phil Rivers now, uh, him moving on to Indy. So what's your outlook legitimacy-wise for you? Like, where do you see the Raiders finishing this season? If they believe they can make the postseason, do you see them on that same level or do you think they're probably still a year away? I think they're a 9-7 and team this year and I think that's good enough to get them into that wild card spot. In the playoffs are probably a seven spot. You know, I think they have a pretty difficult start to their schedule. Uh, they have the Saints, they have the Patriots, Bills, Chiefs, uh, Tom Brady just spoke about with the Buccaneers. But it kind of softens after their bye um, in week five and gets a little bit easier, and especially in those division games. I think they're pretty even with the Broncos and Chargers. I think the, the Raiders and the Broncos are more talented offensively, but the Chargers have a really good defense. They just have, don't have as much offensive firepower. You know, losing Phillip Rivers, you know, kind of have some question marks at quarterback, so you don't really know how that's going to go. I think it's going to be a pretty tight race, though, down the stretch. Like, you're going to have to finish strong. Uh, two of their, their final three games, once against the Chargers, once against the Broncos, is probably going to end up being must-win games if they're going to pull it off. But I do think they end up doing so and finishing 9-7 I think there's reason to be excited about some of the players. I like the addition of Henry Ruggs. I love what we saw from Josh Jacobs last year. I do wonder, though, they restructured Corey Littleton's deal just the other day, and now they're left with about $9 million in cap room going into the season. Is it looking like that they're going to add somebody? Could they go out and add somebody on defense that you're saying sort of bolster this defensive side of the ball, give it a little more experience, maybe a little more veteran leadership? What are your thoughts there, or could they just be setting themselves up to make a trade move? I think it's something where they might entertain making an addition. Uh, there's not anybody that's a clear front runner at this point. They definitely they've explored it, you know, earlier in the offseason. They were one of the teams pursuing Jadavion Clowney, trying to get some more help at pass rusher. You know, I think they're pretty set at linebacker, but in the secondary, especially if they get off to a rough start to the season, they may look to add some help there. Um, Earl Thomas is still out there. I don't know if you know nine million dollars is enough to secure someone like him it probably isn't they have a good amount of cat space available now but it's not really in that tier where you can get somebody who's a huge difference maker i don't think maybe it ended up being a couple smaller moves you know and i think you know even if they just hold on to that cap flexibility throughout this season like i said you know we just never know how this thing is going to go with the virus you know they, they could lose a very significant player at a significant position and have to go out and hit the free agency market and try to replace them with somebody that's capable to step in as a starter and so it may be something that they hold on to for a little bit it may not be something that's an immediate move uh, I, I don't i don't anticipate a trade i don't think there's anybody that been, they'd be floating around right now so i think with that additional money that they uh, opened up by restructuring littleton's deal it'll probably be a free agency move we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. 
The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com update and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Go to GetRoman.com update today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com update. GetRoman.com update. You mentioned Derek Carr earlier, too, and him having two rookies on the outside uh, and then Hunter Renfro as his slot receiver and, and really not much experience there. Just, you know, I mean, it's his second season. So then you've got Darren Waller, who was a big anchor and security blanket, I thought, last year for Derek Carr. You're not going to have the conversations or the rumors of a, of a quarterback controversy anymore because Marcus Mariota not going to start the season, at least with the team. He goes on IR. You think that's a positive thing for Derek Carr? If Ruggs ends up being a, a legitimate first-round draft selection for them or Darren Waller can repeat what he did last year, I think Derek Carr could come off looking pretty good. Or do you think we'll look at this this group of guys and say it's real tough to tell, you know, how well Derek Carr is doing because he's trying to carry along some young receivers? I'm just wondering your thoughts on the lack of any sort of quarterback competition now coming into the season and where the Raiders were with that Mariota move. Was the hope just to sort of sort of spark that competition? Even before Mariota's place on IR, it really wasn't much of a competition. Mariota struggled pretty badly throughout training camp. Even before training camp started, I didn't think that there was really a, a realistic shot at him pushing Derek Carr just because, I mean, Mariota, I know there's been a lot of criticism about Carr, but Mariota hasn't been good since 2016 um, and lost a job to Ryan Tannehill last year. And so I think the, those who may have expected that might have, you know, got a little too caught up in, in what Gruden used to say about Mariota when he was coming out of Oregon um, and, and the hype that he had then. Um, he hasn't lived up to that so far in his career. And Carr had a, had a strong training camp, you know, even while Mariota was out there competing with him. And so I think he's confident going into the season. He's been talking all offseason about him being tired of being disrespected and, and whatnot. And I think the excuses are pretty much gone from this, this season. Um, you know, assuming that Trent Brown is healthy, he's been in and out throughout camp. They'll have one of the best offensive lines in, in all of football. Josh Jacobs, you know, he might be a top 10 running back already. The tight end group, like you said, Darren Waller, he's an up-and-coming star. You know, Jason Wooden, they added. Foster Moreau's coming back. That's a pretty deep group. And then a wide receiver is very young, but, you know, he's very talented as well with, with Ruggs, Edwards, and Renfro. And they added a couple veterans. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is one of those guys. And, and Zay Jones has been improved so far throughout the offseason. And they lost Tyrell Williams, and he's on the IR. That's a significant loss, but I, th- I think they're confident that Edwards can step in for him. He's kind of a similarly built wide receiver. And so I think all the weapons are there for Derek Carr. The offensive line is there. He has a running game. You know, he should be comfortable in, in John Gruden's system by now. And so I don't think there's any, really any excuse for him not to have a, a really good season. I looked at Tyrell Williams, and I thought, boy, this is the guy who's going to take the top off of it for the Raiders. Do you anticipate him using Ruggs in that in that situation, too, where you can line up Edwards outside, but you can put Ruggs pretty much all over the field? He can play the slot, can play the outside for you. He can run those long routes with that big uh, – he's got like a – what do you run, like a four three forty or something? Or a 4 it's four two seven. Yeah, insane speed. So do you anticipate him being a guy that, that's going to play all over the place? Yeah, I think that was probably in the cards anyway. Um, they have him lined up at, at the Z spot primarily. It's going to be a bunch of slants, a bunch of go routes, but also some things, you know, more so in the backfield, like jet sweeps or, or maybe even some de- design carries for him. Uh, they're going to use him as much as possible. You know, he didn't take him you know, 12th overall for no reason. I think he, uh, another thing people have to realize with him that he's going to be more than just a deep threat, I think. I think that's kind of what he's been billed as when you see that speed and him being a smaller guy. You know, the guy's he's a complete receiver. You know, he's, he can run the entire route tree. He can... Uh, you know, he has a nice vertical. He can go up and make contested catches. Uh, he's a tough guy. He's, he's not the biggest guy, but he's strong for his size. Um, and so I, I think, you know, even with Williams being gone, he, he may be the most – he'll probably be the, 
the most targeted receiver this year outside of Darren Waller. And so the opportunities will be there for him to make some pretty big plays. And just one thought here before we finish up on John Gruden, because, you know, he and Mayock come in a couple of years ago, and obviously he's a cartoon character, right? He brings the legacy with him. He brings the, it's the voice and the imitations and the, the Frank Caliendo thing. And then they do hard knocks and they were, you know, last year kind of looked at as this team that was going to be a really intriguing, interesting team, the Antonio Brown situation, you know, and then all that drama and that fallout. He's not going anywhere. He gets a 10 year deal. He's here for the long haul. Just what's your outlook on John Gruden's first couple of seasons? And I know it's, it's your first year on the beat here, but I'm just wondering about, about where he stands and what his status is. Is he still the great John Gruden or are we just waiting for him to get back there? Or is he, is he a retread? You think that's not totally uh, uh, the same guy he was when he left the game? I think it's hard to say right now. You know, he's pretty ambitious taking over and essentially blowing the team up by trading out Mac and, and Cooper and kind of starting over, you know, and I think that's something, you know, it's pretty bold for a guy who hasn't coached for that long. And I know last year they had a really very successful rookie class this season they've kind of drawn a little bit more criticism for some of the picks that they made Damon Arnett or, or Tanner Muse or Erlen Bowden who they just traded away and so you're starting to see some criticism go both his way and Mike Mayock's way but I think eventually you know that kind of persona that you spoke about and, and the allure of you know what he accomplished earlier on in his career with the Raiders and Bucks it kind of starts to fade if you keep losing right uh, they weren't terrible last year you know they, they finished seven and nine you know considering that, that they lost Antonio Brown and, and some of the injuries they had they were pretty close to making the playoffs last year, but I think they have to this season for that allure not to start dissipating a little bit for, for Gruden. I think that's well said, man. I appreciate the time today, Tashawn. I'm excited for the season to get going. I'm sure you are too. Uh, out in Vegas, you won't just have film to watch or, or Zoom calls today. You'll be able to watch some football and write about it. So we'll catch up with you down the uh, road later in the season, man. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me on. Lots of question marks this season for the Raiders, but I think there are a lot of question marks for teams in the AFC West who look up now and just see one juggernaut of a Super Bowl champion in the Chiefs with an opportunity to try to do some damage. And as Deshaun said there, if you don't start winning now, here in your third season back with the team, now for Mike Mayock and John Gruden, some of that uh, that shine and that, that gold starts to rub off a little bit. You start to wonder, are these the right guys for the job? So it's a make-or-break season potentially in their first year in Las Vegas. Vegas. For full coverage of sports in the Bay Area, subscribe to the update on Google Podcasts. The Athletic is the world's fastest growing sports media publication. Get in-depth sports stories you won't find anywhere else. Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting theathletic.com slash Google. Always a fun conversation when we can talk football. We're going to continue that conversation with a little 49er preview. We'll talk 49er football on Friday as we head right into the NFL season. Get your pools ready. Get your fantasy teams locked in. Get your survivor picks ready. All stuff you're going to have to pay attention to this weekend. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to us. We're having a blast doing this for you, and we've got tons more great stories throughout the football season. Thank you to Brian, thank you to Tashan, and thank you to you, the listener. Enjoy the week. We'll talk to you on Friday on the verge of an NFL season.